Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. It's the man that's a nickname, always lot to say with no shame. Gassed up here on a Wednesday, emergency pod. Got a little surprise for you as the Broncos made a huge blockbuster deal in the NFL. Last 24 hours have really been stolen headline-wise in the sports world by the NFL with Russell Wilson heading to the Broncos, Aaron Rodgers returning to the Packers, and I got something to say about the Calvin Ridley suspension. Hopefully we'll have time for that today. Kyrie had a 50-burger last night. Kyle Troops right around the corner. I saw Selection Sunday is this Sunday. So really a great time of the year. Great time for an emergency pod. And great time to bring in my friend Smats. with a little emergency segment here. Smats is stats kid. I can only imagine how hyped he is, how excited he is. I got to change over the song. Smats has a request. What's going on there, Smats the stats guy? The Broncos, man, coming through on a Wednesday. <laughs> What's good, brother? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Smats the Stats Kid, coming at you. Gassed up on a Wednesday morning. So hyped with all the news that's going on around the NFL. There's MLBPA talks today. We'll see if we get some uh, answers while we're on the mic here. But first and foremost, Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. He's going to be the first quarterback to ever go play for a team that he beat in the Super Bowl, which I found an interesting little nugget. But I am so gassed up to dive deep into this. A beautiful Wednesday. We might have a little snow in the forecast, but who gives a fuck because it's sunny in my eyes. Let's go. Yeah, I don't understand how it's 60 degrees two days ago and then snowing, but I guess that's the New reality England, of living baby. in New, New England, England in Connecticut. Yep. yep. Yeah, wild times in 2022. The sports world, everything kind of going on right now. Obviously, some headlines in the sports world create some comfortability for me. Um, yes, uh, I don't even know where to start, honestly. I was definitely trying to get in an emergency pod, either solo. I'm glad you made it through. Yes, sir. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast, as always. International Women's Day yesterday. Had to give a shout-out to this great lady I've been seeing, Sweet Melody Confections. You should check that out on Instagram, too. I'll hit it with a follow. Um, other than that, I think you should be talking more Brittany Griner, trying to free Brittany Griner on Obviously, all these women doing incredible things in sports, uh, all across sports. We've talked about it here on the podcast. Uh, I don't think enough people are talking about what's going on with Brittany Griner right now. And it's just scary, dude. That shit's scary to me. I'm starting a free Brittany Griner here on the Seggy Station. I don't know how much my platform will reach getting her out of Russia, but I'm going to try my very best. We're Team Brittany on this one. We're Team Brittany. My very best. So shout out to all the women. Shout out to the Seggy Station, everyone that follows along. Appreciate all the love and support for it, as always. Follow along on my Instagram and Twitter page at Seggy Station, where I got some posts up on today's podcast. Always got a live version up where you can see Smats in his Broncos jersey on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Still support podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Always appreciate that support. Much love there. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk. Microphone's always direct. Time to reflect. I just want to hop Smats. in real quick because, uh, you know, you made a great shout-out. International Women's Day yesterday. Shout-out to the, the great women in my life. My mom, my sister. There's a bunch yes. of others, too. But I wanted to give Anish. a special shout-out to those two. They are awesome. Also, with that being said, every day should be International Women's Day. Uh, if you're a real king, you'll rise up your queens. So, you know, support everyone and keep loving everyone. And let's let's get into this sports talk today, baby, because I am gassed. I know you're gassed, gassed up. up baby. I know you're gassed up, and I Woo! hate to have to do this to you, but this is my podcast, right? So, <laughs> you know, it'd be it'd be tough for me to invite you over like this and not start with the Broncos and what happened yesterday. But mm-hmm. I do have to do a quick segment before that. Yeah, go we for it. We finished up the uh, 
We finished up the podcast the other day, brother. It was a great podcast. I know. I had the ride home. This is such a great, such a great podcast for me. I'm been really feeling better about where the podcast is at. Getting us together, talking some of the things going on in sports. The things I see meticulating in sports since we started the podcast to me has really just brought all this passion back into it for me. Um, the one thing that really you know, got me going and a story that I had to come in and, and touch on as you know my topic of the day, I've kind of been doing it like this recently, is this Calvin Ridley suspension. Talking so much sports gambling, sports betting, there's all kinds of uh, platforms you can watch to you know help or get advice on anything that you're doing sports gambling wise, but at the end of the day, right, you're doing that as an individual. And I do think it is kind of funny um, just the amount of adver- advertising I've seen while watching sports now in terms of all the advertisement towards Sportsbook, DraftKings, mm-hmm. any type of all Caesars, these sites that I've yeah. seen that I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Um, how much it's generated revenue for these sports. And, you know, just looking at how new this is and how it's not technically able to be done everywhere, I think is... A very interesting factor to me. Like, the fact that it's open in Connecticut, and it may not have been open in Connecticut because it wasn't, like, six months ago, is just, like, a crazy factor to me because it was open in other places. Mm-hmm. You can go down yeah, to Jersey and do open, it, right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's open. And the amount of money in this shit, dude, is just wild to me. Like, the AFC and NFC Super Boost I saw, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee Show does a Super Boost, connected with gambling, signs a $50 million deal with Sportsbook to do shows like that and have Super Boosts. Created, I think I saw, I have it. It's like the NFC or vice versa. The NFC or AFC one it was ten, one of them was ten point eight million produced by the Super Boost. The other one was like six point seven or five point seven yeah. million just on those two games of Super yep. Boost. That's, That's how much money is in this shit, bro. Mattress Mac, a guy that bets millions of dollars. The thing I found most interesting about this Calvin Ridley take is he bet fifteen hundred dollars, Calvin Ridley, and he's gonna lose eleven point one million in salary this year. So the funniest thing to me about gambling is odds, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at There's odds, I'm like, damn, and... what can I put on yeah. to like get the most out of like what I'm betting? Like, all right, sometimes I'm putting like five to win five. Like, all right, I'm having a bad time, but like I think this is gonna hit. I'm gonna throw. I'm trying to just double my money. Yep, bro, this dude bet fifteen hundred to get suspended for seventeen games. Now 17 game schedule, whole season, $11 million is what his base salary would have been. Obviously, he was out with personal issues last year as well. Gambling during that time is subject to question, obviously, when you're an NFL player. I think it's like cut and dry that like if you're an NFL player, you can't be betting on the NFL. You can bet on the NBA, you can bet on the NHL, the MLB. You want to go throw on the horses or anything, you can bet sports as an NFL player, just not on the NFL. Yeah. I think that's pretty cut dry and clear and there should be really no argument about it where i have a problem is this dude gets suspended literally for the entire season for and everyone's bringing in the amount i don't know he could have bet five hundred thousand. he could have bet five hundred thousand to me it should be the same suspension mm-hmm. everyone's saying well there's a list of guys that have been suspended in the nfl i'm like i'm like if it shouldn't depend on how much you you bet like if you it's bet more the money, they'll be the like, game. oh, you're banned for life, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter. The dude bet on the game. Like, it's still the same thing yeah. to me. So if Absolutely. he bet mad money, they're like, oh, well, he should be banned for life. I don't agree with that either. It's like this whole thing where it's so prevalent now. What do you expect? 
obviously not your own players to, to be doing it. A lot in all yeah, sports moving but forward. my whole point is, is this guy the only dude doing this? It's going back to my whole thing with college basketball players and college players getting paid. It's yeah. like, now all of a sudden it's legal, quote unquote, but this shit wasn't happening before? I, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. It's, it's been going on. Yeah, you look at So like now all of a sudden you're trying to tell me that Calvin Ridley is the only professional athlete taking it just strictly out of the NFL that bets on sports? No. I guarantee you. Now, I'm not saying there's other athletes doing it his way, doing it in his own name. Do, uh, That's what I was going to say. Uh, there's dudes betting. Uh, there are dudes betting through their, their Bookies, significant their, others. Yep, having uh, friends, friends. Whatever it is. Family, it's yeah. happening. Yeah. So for people to act like that's not crazy. Mm-hmm. So I guess my only thing then is the suspension should be warranted just way too many games. Bro, you're suspending guys for beating women coming in on International Women's Day for six games. Reduced down to 10 games from four games for guys like Greg Hardy, who has videos and pictures with yeah. guns. You have guys like Henry Ruggs, right, who obviously is out of the league. No suspension really warranted because he's just in jail. I mean, it's just crazy stuff like that to me. Deshaun Watson, guys that can get back into the league. Well, he's not back in yet. yet. I know what you're saying. Yes, yes. Uh, it's tough though. Guys that have had limited suspensions in terms of doing things in my eyes way worse yeah. than Calvin Ridley going throwing worse, a bet. Yeah. If he had just done it in somebody else's name, no one even heard about mm-hmm. it. And Calvin Ridley, yeah, probably making a mistake, being made an example of by the NFL. Because obviously, as a person now betting on the NFL, the last thing I want is NFL players betting on games. Yeah. So when I see all this though, I think it is very interesting because it is just the whole thing to me something being so new, so fresh, so big. That this is this is what's gonna happen, dude. There, it's not gonna run smooth, pat clean the entire time. That this is opening up and, and and breaking out across the country. Like it's just more and more states coming into more and more gambling. And I do think it's it's actually interesting to see how it's even affected me. I mean, I I don't think that I legitimately have a gambling problem, but I do like to gamble on sports. So now that it is legal. It is interesting to me to have seeing some of the backlash towards Calvin Ridley, seeing some of the reaction to this. There, there's a difference. It's though. just no, crazy. A huge though. difference. It's though. just crazy. There's though. a massive difference, I think. Uh, the big thing with this, um, and I don't want to make light of any of the domestic violence issues you brought up. That's something they need to figure out and really do a better job at these suspensions for guys. Or you look at even Josh Gordon smoking pot, missing seasons and stuff yeah. too. And I know they've kind of changed the rules with that. Something they got to figure out. But as far as the Calvin Ridley suspension, one full year, I am 100% fine with it. I don't care if he gambled $1. I don't care if he gambled a million dollars. The thing that we love about sports, and this is a big thing we talk about in baseball, right? The integrity of the game. Sports is so great because you get these athletes and these guys competing at the highest level, giving it their all. And if you have people in the game who are playing uh, or, you know, associated with the team and stuff too, making bets, whether even if you're betting on your team to win, I think of Pete Rose back when he was managing the Reds and stuff. It still, it challenges the integrity of the game. Yeah. Whether, you know, and I know a big thing with Pete Rose is he always said, you know, I never bet on my team to lose and Calvin Ridley bet on the Falcons to win in a parlay. But at the end of the day, there's an integrity that you need to keep as a sport. And I think the NFL did the right thing showing that even for $1,500, they punish him for a full season. It's used as kind of a scare tactic for the future. So people hopefully don't do it in the way he did it. If they are gambling, they go through other avenues like we talked about don't use your own cell phone and stuff too and then get busted because the nfl literally has agreements with gambling agencies and stuff to find stuff yeah. like that. so it's all messed up but um you know you look in the locker rooms too they say that um 
Ever since they agreed that players couldn't gamble in their CBA and stuff too, their stuff posted all over the locker rooms and stuff like that. So he made a mistake and he's got to, you know, own up to it and um, do his time and stuff too. It sucks. It wasn't that much money in the grand scheme of things for what he makes and stuff too. But at the end of the day, a bet is a bet. And when you sign a contract and you're supposed to have a certain integrity. Well, I think what's important to mention here, dude, is like this contract that Aaron Rodgers just signed. Uh, Some of these contracts that we're, some of these contracts that we're seeing uh, signed in the NFL are attributed to the fact that there's increased revenues not only for the owners and the teams and the leagues, but also for the players due to the fact that they have now some of these partnerships with FanDuel, with these sports books, and allowing more gambling to be prevalent with their sport. Like, the NFL had this stiff arm out towards gambling for the longest time, yeah. even when uh, it was legal in Jersey and the, the certain yeah, couple places. The world, but now it's more and more... starting to open up yeah. where they're, becoming, they're taking their restrictions back. I guess my point is, how is... How is it that the sport isn't being protected by integrity or protecting the shield, all the things you want to see, if if Calvin Ridley's doing it through his friend? Like, he's still betting on the games. My whole point is other players are probably still doing that. So just because Calvin Ridley got caught doesn't mean that I don't think this isn't still happening. It's the same way I feel about college players being played. But for the longest time, people are like, no, they're not getting paid. Well, they are. So my whole point here is what I'm trying to say is, like, how is this – how is this not worse? You can bring up Pete Rose. This goes back to the uh, Black Sox scandal we've, we talked yeah, about yeah, here yeah, on the podcast. Integrity of sports. Yeah. Throwing games for money. The Dolphins owner is up for that yeah. uh, acquisition well, that, under Brian Flores so right now. He should never this be allowed been, to open the team. This has been going on. Yeah, this is yeah, not 100%. like, oh, 2022, this just started happening. No. My, what I'm trying to say yeah. is how is that worse than a dude, Kareem Hunt, attacking a lady in the in the elevator? It's not worse. It's, it's, it's way less. The dude bad gets in less the grand games. Of things. Yeah, and that's fucked up. I the dude understand. gets less they games. They need to figure out that domestic violence policy. If you beat a woman, so and, and you can say the same thing about Josh Gordon. It's crazy. Yeah, the dude gets whole seasons out mm-hmm. for getting caught with a joint. It's worse. It's almost worse <laughs> it's so than than what's happening to Brittany Griner in Russia. <laughs> that ass, right? Straight. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It's just wild to me. No, I, I know what you're saying, though. And I think um, the big thing here is is he was caught. He did something stupid. He went through it in the most the dumbest way that everyone knew you would get caught from the jump by doing it in such a manner. And he still went out and did it. So I'm glad the NFL put their foot down on him. I agree with you. There are certainly other people who are probably gambling and using different avenues. But once they get caught, guess what? The hammer's going to be brought down on them, too. Uh, it's one of those things, obviously, that you're... Unfortunately, no, innocent until proven over. guilty, you know? So it's like, if they find any evidence of you gambling and stuff, too... Truck, they have a lot of money invested in this to make sure the players don't gamble, too. I am very confident in that. I don't actually know, but I am extremely confident by seeing that they have, you know, partnerships with certain gambling companies and stuff, too, to, you know, trace phones to see... That's how he got caught. Trace back to his phone, placing a bet in Florida and stuff, too, so... Yeah, three to, you know, three to get, five... What is it? Three to five leg parlays, yeah. bet on his own team... Um, and like I get it. I know people are gonna say too, dudes are doing way worse stuff win, than like that. I said. Yeah, and people are doing worse stuff too. But um, these things aren't. I know they're not cut and dry, but I do think that the NFL is an issue when you're suspending a guy like that for an entire season. When you're dispen- suspending a guy like Josh Gordon for entire seasons for getting caught with weed, and then you're allowing these other players they change the things. Um, they did change it, the rules with the weed and stuff too. But I understand what you're saying, and I think the big problem here is. Less of a, it needs to be less of a comparison thing because that's where I see a problem in it between the domestic violence and this, uh, you know, ruining the shield and stuff too, like you said. 
Basically, what it is, you need yeah. To, to me, that's you ruining you the shield. Yeah, you to need me, to Aaron Rodgers yeah. getting up and finish. lying about his finish. vaccination is is not protecting the shield. Let me finish. In a national pandemic, yeah, global pandemic. Uh, but what I'm saying though, with the domestic violence, that's something that need, they need to work on and figure out and suspend people for what they deserve to be suspended for or kick them out of the league. It's more of a they need to figure that do out. Do you at least understand right my point? Where it's like the the, the constant hard, thing I hear is call one eight hundred gambler if you have a problem. Blah, 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 all these on, things, and it's just non. It's so. just nonstop pushing yeah. for. Gambling, this yeah, is the money. next thing we got. Uh, bets tonight. Uh, over all the, it's nonstop, dude. So, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's it's not the same because I've heard this too. It's like the same as like, oh, well, you go buy a pack of cigarettes, like you know the warning on the sign. It's like, well, I mean, I guess, but like, when you're advertising. For people to be doing this so prevalently and then mad when people are doing it prevalently and saying that people need help. I just don't, I really don't get that. I think things are kind of going to get out of whack with that between how things are going with sports and sports betting, not only for us fans, but for some of these guys that want to bet as well. I mean, that's just what it is. They're going to find ways to do it. Just like anybody finds ways to do anything that's not allowed until it is allowed. I don't know. Just very interesting Calvin Ridley story to me whole suspension with all the suspensions we've seen handed down by the NFL. I just don't agree with it. I think he deserves to be suspended. Uh, Five games, six games, uh, a whole season to me. I mean, okay, so that's scaring some of the players to make bets. What do you mean? Like, I just told you that if players are going to make bets, they're still trying to find ways to make bets. So they see now that even a $1,500 bet results in a, sing, um, a whole season being suspended. So if they're willing to sacrifice that for gambling, that's a choice that they make personally. Yeah, I guess my question is, do you think dudes are not smoking weed in the NFL because of the Josh Gordon suspension? Because like the numbers and percentages of players that come out of the NFL and say they've smoked weed during their time in the NFL are pretty high if I go and check up those. I know there are random drug tests and stuff too, but I'm pretty sure from what I had seen is there's like certain times when they test for a lot and like that's when people kind of cut back. And then you got the NBA that doesn't test at all. Ripping the whole time. So, you know, that's again, it all comes down to their own person. Like with that, like I do agree where it's like kind of ridiculous people getting pinned for that, but it also comes down to a little bit of personal integrity too. You have this opportunity to play sports and stuff like that. Um, you know, play the game that you love and stuff too. If you can't put down a joint for like two months to pass a drug test, like yeah, I agree. you do gotta do a little bit of thinking, you know. I'm yep. not saying don't stop smoking for the rest of your life, but like you gotta put things into perspective for a little bit. Yeah. I understand it for recovery aspect after games, stuff like that, practices a hundred percent, but you know, that's just kinda where I, I feel with it. But all these things obviously we always need to improve on things and these are things that need to be discussed about and kind of figured out and ironed out to see, you know, what really warrants a suspension that's, you know, a full season and stuff like that too. I agree with the domestic violence. You should get suspended at least for the full season. Maybe never get an opportunity to play again. So uh, it's yeah, like the way I feel about it, dude. Like if I go and beat some some lady, right? Like that changes my reputation pretty 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 big, right? If so, so as it should, yeah. Right, obviously. Yeah. Um, if I go and lose ten thousand dollars of my money gambling, like, yeah, you guys are gonna be like, what I the fuck is wrong with you? It'll mess too, up my right? reputation. But it doesn't really change my reputation in terms of anything from but myself. But the way I view it in that right? sense, no, I agree. Because one is more of an indictment on yourself in the sense that, like, you didn't have the self-control to kind of, you know, reel it back in with gambling and stuff, too. And that could become an addiction. But the whole thing of striking a woman or, you know, physically verb assaulting women and stuff, too, like, that's a whole different thing. That just shows how screwed up you are. Yeah. And you need 
to be punished and you need help for that because that's there's no right you just look, no rhyme or you'd be looking at me two different happened, ways you know? you'd exactly. still be upset that i lost 10 grand but you'd yeah. be looking at but me I, as my friend was, is two different ways if it was yeah i'd kick the shit out of exactly you. and i know yeah, so like we gotta have the nfl's gotta have that same energy is my point no it's like it's like they have it backwards i agree with they're having the same energy towards calvin ridley making bets in this this era of like everyone's trying to make bets dog Everyone's trying to make bets. It's fucked up I know is. people that don't bet at a lick that have put put in a bet. That, that watch a, that like they have a favorite sports team. They know nothing about sports betting. I'm gonna go bet on Josh Allen to have over 25 rushing yards. Is, and I agree with you because they need to figure that out. Like I said, I'm fine with the suspensions for gambling and stuff too, but they need to make much harsher, more severe uh, penalties and punishments for people who do fucked up shit like, like that. that. Yeah, no, 100%, that's it. And I agree with you. Um, Hopefully they can I just, figure it out. I had yeah. something, but I just lost it. Maybe it'll come back to me in a little bit. Well, I didn't lose this. So the last 24 hours basically have been stolen by the NFL, really, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, we talked uh, touched on the Calvin Ridgely suspension uh, for betting, and that basically what happened a couple hours after we finished up the pod. And I, was I like, like, really wanted to come flip yeah. up the pod yeah. again. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? Wow, we just finished talking about how I'm a degenerate gambler and gambling, and I've been talking about gambling on the podcast since it's kind of opened up. And now there's a situation with Calvin Ridley. So I thought it was interesting. And I'm glad we could have that conversation. But obviously this is why I brought you over today to have this conversation. Um, the other thing that shocked my, uh, you know, sports uh, passions yesterday in terms of I was almost stunned and then I had to give you a call to just make sure everything was real. Uh, minus the fact that Aaron Rodgers returned to the Packers, something I've kind of bring, been bringing up on the podcast and been kind of on here on in the podcast um, decides to return to the Packers. And that was technically first announced before this was announced later on in the afternoon yesterday um, that Russell Wilson was going to be traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson had no trade clause as well, so we have to keep that in mind considering he, he had to waive his no trade clause in order to get traded to there. And I've heard that there was other teams bidding for Russell Wilson. The Washington Commanders, by the way, which I've not shouted out. They've changed their name. They were the Washington football team, a team in my division, which I probably should have some smoke on and will. Um, we're in on Russell Wilson. The Philadelphia Eagles, another team in my division, in on Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson not willing to tra- uh, waive his trade clause is what I've been hearing based on like my sources of what I you know get some of my stuff from. Moral of the story here is... Um, I think this is – let me just – I'll let you get in your initial reactions on the trade before I before I tell you anything about how I feel about the trade because I don't want to dampen the moment for you. Because I do oh, think this is – I do think it. this it's is colossal. massive it's for colossal. you. This is massive for you. absolutely fucking Before massive. I say anything about it and let you say anything about it, I would say, just like I said to you on the phone when I called you, I don't know what this does for you. But this gives you way more of a chance. Oh, 100%. Way more of a chance. I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson guy. You kind of know that. You're a huge Russell Wilson I've been a big guy. guy for years, so this so is this, is massive this has for to be me. incredible for you. Coming, yeah, even though he beat us in a Super Bowl, um, he's coming to play for us. But I'll admit, I, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback's league. You got to have other talent on your team, and we'll touch on it for sure because you know how I feel about the talent on the Broncos. I've been high on it, um, and it's. Definitely driven by the quarterback, though, with what mm-hmm. you can do, Yes, obviously, um, championship-wise, playoff success-wise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether he's won, I think, only one playoff game in the past five years, Russell Wilson, so there are some 
kind of knocks on that. Obviously, Aaron that 2015 Rogers Super Bowl, and yes, Aaron Rodgers has a very bad playoff record right now, and we can definitely debate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Most people do. But you also get a guy who's 2-0 and in the NFC Championship games, um, a guy that's been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, obviously Played lost one. a lot one, of big games, and, had a lot of big moments. Um, is a guy that's proven to be a winner in this league. So um, regardless of what I think about the AFC, what I think about that division, um, I think it just gives you a greater chance to compete um, something you didn't have if you didn't have a guy like Russell Wilson. 100%. And a lot of people, I think this may be hyperbole, to be honest, are calling this like one of the biggest acquisitions in NFL history. Um, I don't know if that's prisoner of the moment shit that Rich mm-hmm. always gives yep, me problems yep. about. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of people say that. And I'm just curious of how you're feeling kind of about that right now. Like yeah. after one sleep of this, yeah, yep. this is kind of going down. Um, and kind of the trickle effects after this move yeah. right here. So obviously uh, everyone can tell already that I'm ecstatic about this move. I think it's an incredible move. I certainly think uh, off the top of my head, I think it's one of the bigger trades in NFL history. How often do you see a quarterback still in his prime, still a leader, still playing great, yep. being traded, a Hall of Fame quarterback who when he hangs it up is going into Canton to be traded when he's still in his prime to a team that was a quarterback away and needs it. I think it could be a massive move for them. Obviously, people are saying a lot of parallels between when uh, Elway was able to sign Peyton Manning after his injury and stuff, too. And then you see what Peyton did in that team. They kind of built it the same way with a great defense, great offensive weapons. I'm incredibly excited. Um, Yep. Russell Wilson is an incredibly talented quarterback. I know there's a huge knock on people saying, oh, he's past his prime. He's uh, peaked and stuff, too, all that. He played, uh, he broke his thumb last year. He was Battling with that. Middle finger, yeah. Middle finger, rather, sorry, yeah. But he broke a finger, dealing with that, um, missed three games, ended up going 6-8 and eight in the season. Yep. You never know. I don't think they would have won the three games with him at quarterback to put him over 500, but if they did, then he would have never had a losing season in his career. Yeah. This down year that people like to talk about, which I understand, he still threw for 25 touchdowns and six interceptions, which is great. Yep. He's thrown for 165 touchdowns in the past five years. Two years ago, he threw for 40 touchdowns and only 13 picks that was the let russ cook season and also started the first half of that was even more incredible but i'm really excited because you look at what uh denver gave up they certainly gave up a good amount yeah let's touch on that but yeah i I do want to dive into that obviously my dude drew lock is going over in that side you have noah fant who i think is um well it is you see that name and you're like oh i feel like he was a viable piece of that offense there were mad stretches throughout his career where he just goes non-existent on that offense yeah he had 68 catches last year he put up you know almost 700 yards or something some tutties, but you can, I think in the way it goes too, because he's not the best blocking tight end either. He's more of a wide receiver slid into tight end. Um, and you have a guy like Albert O, uh, who was playing a lot better and more consistent last year after coming back from his ACL injury. Yeah. I don't think the Noah fan, um, him leaving is as big of an impact as it could be. There are guys available in free agency. Obviously the big crown jewel who I would love to bring in if they could work, it would be Gronk, but you know, that's obviously like, you know, Going for the biggest one you could get. There's a couple other guys. You got Zach Ertz available. Um, I did see Jimmy Graham on the list. I was laughing. I'm like, damn, Jimmy Graham's still playing? But um, other than that, they were able to keep their wide receiver core, which is incredible. You have Cortland Sutton, who was a pro bowler before he tore his ACL, came back, started looking good towards the end of last year. You have Jerry Judy, who's been grossly underutilized. I think him being able to get open and then the those deep balls that Russell Wilson throws will be huge. You have a guy like Tim Patrick, who everyone seems to sleep on, but he's one of the most... 
um, consistent best wide receivers we've had on the Broncos for the past few years. And don't forget, you have a guy like K.J. Hamler who looked really good his rookie year and started the season before he ripped up his knee. He's coming back too, so I'm very excited with that. You got that beast, Javante Williams, in the backfield who had the highest break tackle rate as a rookie since yep. Marshawn Lynch. Um, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I hear you on all that. I hear you on all that. Yeah, you got plenty of plenty of weapons. I told you going back into last year, I was like, oh, I think there's going to be top defense in the league, right? I got to keep going though, because you look at the defense. Obviously, they were a top five defense. I believe they were rated three last year, which I'm really excited about. But with that being said, they did trade away Von Miller for two picks, which at the time I was a little upset with. But you know, it looks like Von might be coming back if he comes back to play uh, rush on the edge with them. That's huge for them. They have Patrick Sertan. You got. Um, Justin Simmons, I'm really excited. I think they're going to draft another edge. Uh, defense is looking good. It, it's very exciting because, like we said, a quarterback away. And few Russell things Wilson's to touch on here. A few things to touch on here. You know how I feel about the uh, Broncos' defense, which I was certainly wrong about the Giants' defense uh, living up to that, but I wasn't wrong about the Broncos' defense living up to that. Mm. Uh, third fewest uh, points allowed, third fewest yards allowed. Last season ranked third overall as a defense. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, you add a guy like Von Miller, Bobby Wagner also released from the Seahawks. You look at the deal, terms of this deal and releasing Bobby Wagner, looking like a full rebuild, blow-up mode in Seattle in what is notably known as one of the tougher divisions in the NFL, the NFC West. Now you're looking at the AFC West, at least I am, as the toughest division in football. Russell Wilson yeah. joining that, Broncos being a part of that. Um, you talked about Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl for the – Broncos, I believe it was Super Bowl 50, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure technically how. It's, what, seven years ago now? If we're Something like that, yeah. Right on, you know, the queue. Um, no playoff appearances for the Broncos since, since that then, time. Only one, like one 11 starting maybe. quarterbacks since that time. Yeah. Um, so clearly looking for a guy that can right yeah. that ship. You talked about it, Russell Wilson. Not 42, 32, about to turn 33. Talked about wanting to play till 40. Obviously, this is some type of move that you can hope to be around five, six, seven years, and he can kind of ride and try and give you guys some type of um, shot at winning a championship again. Obviously, Russell Wilson wants to win a championship again. Mm -hmm. I think one of the interesting things for me about Russell Wilson, um, even though his numbers have been down in this past year, obviously, with the injury, uh, for me it was weird because Russell Wilson really didn't look at all like the Russell Wilson that I know. Um, And even in that... Season where he had, I think you mentioned, 40 touchdowns and 13 interceptions let Russ cook. I think the formula of letting Russ cook, as proven also in that Super Bowl that he threw that uh, interception on against the Patriots, regardless of what you feel about it, is is not only a franchise-altering, but almost a career-altering situation for Russell Wilson, a guy who hasn't been able to win and get back since, um, similar to Seattle Seahawks, haven't been able to do so. Um. So the interesting thing for me, though, with Russell Wilson after this season and kind of how things got with the Seahawks, because Seahawks are a team that you think, you know, a 10-12 win team always in the playoffs. Well, not necessarily the case. Like the three playoff wins that Russell Wilson has since then are a 10-9 win up against the Vikings, Blair Walsh missed field goal, a Eagles game in which Carson Wentz is knocked out in the first quarter and you beat a McCown brother. And I think the last one is against the Detroit Lions. And so you go look mm-hmm. at, like, some of his success since the early success hasn't been great. Kind of my knock recently on Aaron Rodgers and how he'll continue to do that now that he's back in Green Bay, I think is one of the major storylines, you know, heading into this upcoming season, things I like to look into, including now Russell Wilson and how he performs. I do want to touch on that real quick. You go from 20 to 1 odds to 12 to 1 odds, Mm. fifth best odds to win a championship bringing in Russell Wilson. Wow. 
Um, my point with Russell Wilson on this regard is how much of Russell Wilson is giving you that chance to make a championship run. I get the weapons. I get the defense. Um, strictly quarterback league, quarterback wins, uh, quarterback leads you through the playoffs, wins you a championship. We saw it with Tom Brady leaving t- uh, the Patriots mm-hmm. and head into the Bucks. Stafford, yep. And you saw with Stafford leaving yep. Detroit so and heading to the Rams. So now like right, is it setting up like for Russell Wilson? It, you know, it's interesting to me. Does it happen this year? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, I agree too. Obviously, I don't you think. Know. But the thing is, I said that same thing about Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting was it wasn't just Matt Stafford, dude. They had to add OBJ. They had Von. to bring in Von Miller. There's some things that had to happen in order for that to kind of meticulate. Yep. And it still barely worked out as OBJ went down in the Super Bowl and Von Miller really contributed on the defensive side of the ball to win a championship, in my the opinion, better defense. Defense, year, right? Yeah. So, did Russell Wilson do a little bit of a James Harden? And am I am I at the point where Russell Wilson might be able to step in and be looking like James Harden has been looking early on with the Sixers? Like the old James Harden, like the old Russell Wilson. Now he's happy kind of in a new spot because he just didn't want to be in Seattle. Yeah. So if that's the case, did Russell Wilson kind of look a little different? Because I didn't see him running a bunch this past year. I didn't see him looking the same in the past couple years since this kind of gripe opened up with him in Seattle. And if you're acting like there's no gripe, well, no dude with a no trade clause lists four teams that he wants to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? Uh, right before the season starts yeah. if you're not really wanting to be there. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because no, you're it's, seeing it's that in sports. Yeah. You're seeing that in sports where you're seeing these players, these star players, don't want to be in a certain situation playing at the level they're playing at, go to a new situation, and start playing a little bit different. So that's what I'm trying to see with Russell Wilson. Is this more of an anomaly this past season? Yes. Or is it more of like, 100%. all right, this dude's going to be a little bit happier where he's at? has a chance to kind of play a little bit better. Is 100%. that going to be enough for me, though, in that stacked AFC West, in that stacked AFC? But that's kind of where I'm at looking at the entirety of the trade. Clear win for the Broncos. Seahawks, no idea what they're doing. Like, no idea what they're doing. Like, even if you're not getting it wrong, Russell Wilson, like, you decided to take, and I you love Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll in about to turn 71 yeah. uh, over Russell Wilson. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Blowing up, getting rid of Bobby Wagner. Um, just... The whole situation now with the Seahawks seems to be bleak. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the situation for the Broncos. A lot of people saying heist of the heist of the century in terms of NFL trades. Even when you go look at what happened with the Detroit Lions and the Rams last season, uh, right? When I, a lot of people are saying that. Then this is even worse to me. Mm-hmm. This is even worse to me. Yep. Because you know how I feel about Drew Locke. Jared Goff, regardless of how you feel about him or not, made a Super Bowl run with mm-hmm. the Rams. Yep. Um, and so I guess my question marks come around. Is Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady-esque? Obviously, he's been to some Super Bowls. Now that he's on a new team. And then, taking into account all of that, is this new coach of yours going to be able to make that happen as these teams that have made that happen mm-hmm. have had, i.e., pretty excellent coaches? Sean McVay, yep. Bruce Arians. Well, you have seen, I do want to touch on the coach first real quickly because you just mentioned him. Um, You have seen an influx of great offensive minds becoming head coaches recently, and that's what Nathaniel Hackett is. He worked great with Aaron Rodgers. He'll work great with another Hall of Fame quarterback and those weapons, so I'm very excited about that. As far as Russell Wilson goes, I think uh, you did mention, like, kind of, you know, the let Russ cook thing. The interception he threw uh, back in the Super Bowl, obviously, he'll be remembered for that for a lot of reasons and stuff, too. But that was, I mean, what was that, second, third year, Russ? Um... 
it's a completely different quarterback we're seeing now. He's a way better leader. He's a smarter passer. Um, so as he's, you know, let Russ cook, he's become a better quarterback over the years. So I'm very excited to see what he can do. A fun little nugget. I know you did say like, how much does Russell Wilson elevate? I think he elevates this team tremendously. You look at the stats, like Teddy Bridgewater's stats weren't too bad last year, but all of his stats were from dink and dunks. They could they would go three and out all the time. They couldn't really do anything. Having Russell Wilson, the guy to be able to throw the deep ball to those dynamic receivers is huge instead of just check downs and not being able to use utilize a guy like Jerry Judy. So I'm very excited for that. Also, a fun little stat I heard today, Russell Wilson, um, he's had a – because you mentioned the Legion of Boom and stuff too – his team has been horrible in that defense specifically since the Legion of Boom broke up. That His offensive line has been incredibly awful for the past few years, so I think that certainly takes a toll on him running around and trying to fight for his life to keep plays alive and stuff too, which is a big rust thing, and yep. sometimes that does backfire on him. But, I you think know, the AFC... Love to see it, but, um, but I do have this stat for you. When he has a top-five defense, which Denver was a top-three defense last year, yep. he, has, he has had it for five years, and in those five years, his team's records are 56-22. and 22. So that tells me you give him a pretty solid defense and some weapons around him, he's going to win you ball games. I'm very excited. As far as the division goes, obviously it's a very good division, but I think people need to slow their roll a little bit. Um, yeah, the Raiders made the playoffs on kind of some crazy stuff. They have some ter- um, things switching up, new coach coming in and stuff too. Everyone is putting the Chargers on this pedestal like they've made the playoffs the past few years. They haven't. Justin Herbert is incredible, but until I see that team actually go out and win close ball games, and yeah, that's make fair. Decisions, that's fair. I have them as the three team. I have Denver as number two, and then I obviously have the Chiefs as number one because I respect fair. what they've done and stuff. Fair. Too. And I think the big thing I is would probably rank. I would everyone, probably rank those teams adequately the same. You know how I feel about mm-hmm. the Chargers. Um, but team success wise, they haven't been able to prove yeah, that team yet. Team success wise, um, the way the teams are built. Denver but if you're if you're looking at the Broncos, and when you've seen it, even when I was looking last year, the teams that made the playoffs, teams that won their division, you you say the best quarterback in the division won the division. Hmm? What I think I think you went from having the fourth uh, best quarterback in the division to the third. I still think Justin Herbert, and I'm doing this technically maybe off potential, yeah. is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson will be even with the Broncos potential right is now. extremely higher. But with um, that being so said, if the team success gets better for the Chargers, I don't think that it's a it's a shoe-in that this team's winning that division. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are wild card contenders maybe, you know, to start off the season. When I go look at the rest of the AFC, though, it's a gauntlet. It's part of the reason why I think Aaron Rodgers decided not to go to the Denver Broncos. And I do appreciate somebody taking on that challenge and trying to be the savior coming in for the first time to get the Broncos to the playoffs since Peyton Manning. Never mind, get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But I do think that's a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. And that was a lot of pressure that was going to be put on Aaron Rodgers, regardless of how much pressure is put on him now that he decided not to retire and return back to Green Bay in a wide-open NFC. I do think it, it, it provides... Some type of intrigue to me, these guys Mm -hmm. that decide to put pressure on themselves, including your guy Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. right? That go into these situations knowing people are going to have some type of expectation with all these young, good quarterbacks, not only in the AFC, but around the league too. And all these teams that are looking to do the same thing, obviously, make runs, make moves, and get better. So, yeah, I think... Right now, knowing that it was one of the earlier moves, knowing that it was obviously one of the bigger moves we've seen, and obviously knowing what we've seen from the Broncos as a team going forward the past last two seasons, really, in my opinion, where if you just had some type of adequate quarterback yeah. play, you're, you're a playoff team. Yeah. So 
obviously Russell Wilson fits that bill to, to most people's yeah, eyes, team. including mine. To like, all right, this dude's probably going to get the Broncos in the playoffs. But what is that? Like, that's to me where, like, it, it's the same thing for the, the Green Bay Packers right now. Yeah, you get your boy Aaron Rodgers back. Is it not Super Bowl or bust for the Green Bay Packers? They are more, like, they you are know more what I'm Super saying? Bowl or bust. And, and when does it get to that point? How long is Russell Wilson going to be with the Broncos? I mean, what what's the terms of these deals? I so, know it's a trade, but, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these things tick. And obviously, you got the Rams still there and, and and looking to repeat. And these other teams in the AFC with these good young quarterbacks looking to make a bounce back year. Um, it's it's just it's it's the hardest league for me. Even when I look at the NBA and we look at these favorites and then how things kind of shake out throughout the season, like it's the hardest league for me to kind of be the favorite, stay the favorite, and and win as the favorite. Mm-hmm. We've I, seen I, plenty of times in one game formats, that, no series yep. or nothing, right? It's just. Let's play that game. I got something for you, Upsets, right? right? Big time. So when we talk about, like, Tom Brady and stuff, too, one of the big things we talk about, right? And I know, like, it's it's a team game, right? Even though all, like, the publicity gets pointed to the quarterback, especially if you're a superstar quarterback and stuff, too. But what you see is it's a team game. And what Denver showed, they were in the playoff race until week 14 last year, and then it blew up. Um, they've obviously improved. They're a way better team than this time yesterday. Uh, they have added a Hall of Fame quarterback. I am... Incredibly excited. We have a Walter Payton Man of the Year coming into that locker room. He's People are going to be very excited to be around him. He's going to bring a certain energy and a buzz to kind of elevate them. As many and then, more wins then, as Russell Wilson in the last five seasons in the playoffs. This is a long list of guys. Obviously, you got Brady and Mahomes and guys like Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson and even Joe Burrow, who's just coming off his first playoff run. There's guys like Nick Foles, Matt Stafford coming off his first playoff run, Jimmy Gag, Jimmy G on there. A lot of a lot of wins, a lot of playoff wins. Aaron Rodgers, a guy that doesn't win a lot of the playoffs, has more playoff wins than Russell Wilson in the last five seasons. Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck been retired for a minute. I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning's even on this list. Now, nah, Phillip Rivers is. Oh, okay. But it's just Wild to me, but I will, because I will over the this. last five yeah. seasons, mm-hmm. it's not been good, yeah. and it's basically been obviously since that collapse in the Super Bowl, the year yeah. after, and, and kind of going forward, the Legion of Broom breaking up, and things have not been great. So it'll be interesting to just see come playoff time yep. if they're able to make the playoffs. When you I, go look at Russell Wilson's stats here since 2018, right? 2018, the team was 12 and four. But 2019, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. Obviously, last year, 7 and 10. You said 6 and 8 as a starter. Completion percentage each of those years down. This past year, career low, basically at 64.8. His QBR, 55 this year, lowest of his career. Like, so, got to at least take into account where my uh, James Harden esque take in terms of what Russell Wilson was doing might come into fruition because I don't see him playing like that and, and them having a chance to contend. So. He's yeah, going to have to play better. Say, He's going to have to yeah. play better oh, 100%. than he has been in order for the Broncos to compete, not only in that division, but in that entire AFC mm-hmm. and going forward without the landscape of the NFL is. I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. We've watched this guy for 10 years. He's a baller. We know what he is. Yeah, maybe last year it was a little bit down. The past few years the team hasn't been great, but he's gotten them to the playoffs. Um when you have a Hall of Fame caliber, uh, caliber guy like that and they're switching teams and they're motivated, all of a sudden, they're playing like they're three years younger. So if this team can stay healthy, he can stay healthy, which he has his whole career except for this middle finger injury. That was the first time he ever missed games. Yep. Um, I think the sky is the limit for them, absolutely. I think a huge factor, too, is 
this is big too. If they actually get Von Miller back, if yep. he actually comes back, you get your leader who's been there forever. He left to go win a ring last year, but to come back, what that would do for the locker room, everyone loves Von. You know why one of the main reasons why Von was traded? Yep. Was because Victor, not a leader of men, Fangio. Yes, Victor, not a leader of men, Fangio, said, we don't need Von Miller. Oh, our defense is good enough without him, yada, yada, yada. You're an idiot and enjoy sitting on the sideline. Sorry, no, sitting on your couch this year because you don't have a job. Um, you will get one. Where do you see the Broncos contending line, in the AFC? I mean, I even in just in the division, you you know, you said you had them second to the I'm Chiefs, which the has Chiefs, them probably as a wild card contender, which is kind of where I have them at. But where are they at in the AFC? When you go and rank these teams that we're seeing in the AFC, you don't have a head of the Bills. Bills are great. I mean, I don't have a... See, that's the thing, because we haven't seen it as a unit yet. Obviously, on paper, it's beautiful, and I'm excited. I have them... Listen to me here, right? I have them as a wild card team now. I have them making the playoffs. I have them turning the season around and giving Denver a lot of hope. But this is not just a one-year fix-it. This is not... Yeah. We're not getting Aaron Rodgers at however old he is now, 36, 37. It's not getting Peyton Manning when he was 36. It's a longer window for this. If Russell Wilson comes here and they are able to work out a deal, you could have this guy for six to eight years. Yeah. So you have you have opened up a bigger window for sure, especially with the defense and talent they have. I have them as definitely a playoff team. I have them fighting for probably one of the first wild card spots. I mean, there's the AFC is very good, but I think this Broncos team has potential to be very good, especially if number 58 or if he switches to 40 comes back. The last time you guys beat the Chiefs were was, going back before the global pandemic started. Oh, it was when Obama was president. Yeah, it's been, uh, I forget how many years it's been. It's a crazy run, right? But also, you look at the quarterbacks that we've had. I think this will be a year time. you can beat the Chiefs. Be, that's what I'm saying. And them, so for me, so for me it wouldn't be well wild to me for them to win the, this, this division that mm-hmm. kind of is up in the air yeah. depending on how the Chiefs are playing. Uh, this is going to be a... This is going to be a dogfight division. Exactly. Anyone could win it, honestly. This That's is going to be a dogfight division. It's, it's the way I felt Chiefs, about the NFC Broncos, West, like, dude, toughest division in football, to play those other I feel about the AFC West right now. We will quarterback still have to see play. how things shake out. Every quarterback I, in that division is looking at it like, damn, i got to play each of these guys twice a year. Like, yeah, Pat Mahomes is a dog, and he knows he's the best in that division. But, like, I, I tell you. Just like Russell Wilson is looking, saying, oh, i got to play these three guys a year, let's go. Those other guys are, too. So it's making for a very fun AFC West this year and moving forward. Yeah, the division I don't think is the best in football is the NFC North. And uh, the other news that broke yesterday was news that I was waiting to hear. Um, Aaron Rodgers and kind of his decision. And we talked about if his decision was going to be going to the Broncos and kind of how that would uh, make your team. And obviously that didn't pan out. He decides to turn to the Green Bay Packers um, on what is a very lucrative Two hundred million dollar deal. We're still waiting to see the extent to this deal. No, no. Um, I got to touch in. I got. But, but no, that is not true. That was a false report. That was not true by rap sheet. Aaron Rodgers even tweeted yesterday. There's been no extension worked out or anything, but he is coming back for this year. It yeah, was fake and news. I see a bunch of and I see a bunch of stuff that's going in these type of uh, clauses of his contract where he can retire at any time and all these things and wait and see how the contract actually stands. But to me, it's not categorically false that he was looking for leverage and looking to get paid much more and oh, looking to get paid. It's Aaron Rodgers. And so he's going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, he was going to get paid anywhere. Either way, anywhere. if he's signing a four-year deal and it's looking like it's going to be $153 million guaranteed, you're looking at $50 million a year, it's looking like he's the highest-paid player ever. Yeah. And for, for what? For what? I mean, back-to-back regular season MVPs, great. 
Um, we've seen what he's done in the playoffs since his only Super Bowl. So, and I think this is where it, it's the amount of pressure that would have been on Aaron Rodgers if he decided to leave let, leave Green Bay and go somewhere to wa- try and win another ring would have been immense. But this um, is even bigger. It's just as big to me to, yeah. to decide not to leave the sport, to decide to come back to Green Bay, in which you're a shoe-in to win this division. You're a shoe-in to represent the NFC, potentially as a yet a num- another number one seed in which you only get to buy, have home field advantage. And hopefully he doesn't gag away that opportunity if Tom Brady's not in the NFC, if Drew Brees is out of the NFC. You go look around the rest of the landscape in the NFC. Do you have a lot of faith? In some of these teams besides the LA Rams, and I guess the San Francisco 49ers, if you're a Trey Lance fan, you go look around the rest of the league in the NFC, bro, there aren't a lot of teams you're thinking that are vying to compete to get into the NFC and represent the NFC Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a hand, it ain't the the AFC in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. So I think it sets up very easily, not only with now Devontae Adams coming on the franchise tag, some more NFL news. Coming in yesterday, franchise dad deadline, and, mm-hmm. and some of those moves that the Packers are trying to make. But I do think it's interesting how it's kind of worked out for the Packers. Because, yeah, you can have an incredible regular season when you're playing these bum teams. Lions in a constant rebuild. I mean, Ben in a constant rebuild. Bears still waiting to find out what they're going to be with Justin Fields. And Vikings clearly regressed in trying to figure out what to do with this guy named Kirk Cousins. So at this point, you're looking at it, and it's like, okay, well, if I'm a Packers fan... It's like, all right, yeah, we're probably going to win the division, but, like, can we do anything in the playoffs? So we wait another year of yet another year of waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. He decides to come back. This ain't going to end. What happens if they get knocked out again in the first round next year? Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be on his hump. And it's the same shit for me. Not enough offensive weapons, only relying on Devontae Adams. Always been having the same knocks as, oh, well, we don't win. It's the defense. It's not enough weapons. It's, it's this and that. Well, what about Aaron Rodgers playing some of these games too? I mind you, it's been pretty horrid compared to his regular season uh, statistics. And a lot of this stuff that comes up with Aaron Rodgers is that he's so worried about his statistics, his numbers, not throwing interceptions, being safe, being conservative with the football, that he's trying to preserve those numbers to win these MVPs as it's a regular season award that it affects him come playoff time, that it affects him obviously with his talent where maybe he could be doing some of this other stuff if he just wanted to take a little bit more chance chances out there on the field. So for me, I'm like, what, what does this even do? How Like to me, Russell Wilson was clearly unhappy, needs a change, gets one. Like Aaron Rodgers talked about him being unhappy, talked about wanting to retire, or talked about wanting to not play in Green Bay. Well, now he's back in Green Bay. What's could be a four-year deal, and what's going to change? I mean, what – what is literally going to change besides the fact you're probably going to win your division, you're going to have to get to the playoffs, which you've been doing, and you're going to have to perform in the playoffs, which you haven't been doing. So for me, like, I'm looking at what's going on with the Packers, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, if you're a Packers fan, well, at least we're not in total rebuild mode like the Seahawks. But are we still able to make a playoff run, win another championship with Aaron Rodgers? That's yet to be seen, man. That's yet to be seen. And I think it'll be very interesting to see if he's able to get that done, regardless how long his contract is, regardless how many dollars it is. It's still him having to get it done yet another time, which everyone's waiting to see this all-time quarterback do. And he hasn't been able to do it. He hasn't been able to do it. And when you got these storylines like Russell Wilson now on a new team looking to do something, look, make runs, uh, Rams and Stafford obviously up there, other teams with very viable, very viable teams that are, quote-unquote, a quarterback away, 
waiting to kind of see what happens with Trey Lance and if Jimmy G goes elsewhere, filling in for some of these teams, the Steelers, uh, the Colts, and what's going on with what? some of these teams that are right there on the cusp, just a move away like the Broncos just made of being in this conversation as well. It's wide open for for a lot of that, and I think it just it's. Aaron Rodgers or, or what in the NFC for me, and, and is he able to get it done? I, I don't think he does. It's just the same shit he's been doing. And it's just like him saying, oh, I didn't want to get paid $50 million. It's, oh, that's categorically false. Oh, it's the media. It's the same shit as him being categorically false about his uh, vaccine status. Just, he's always been kind of this dude that's out here uh, not really up front uh, with any of the stuff that's going on. And to me, it, it rubs off with not only his teammates, but the things that kind of happen come the biggest games. It's it's almost sad in a way. It really is. It's I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers and Packers fans right now, even though they're probably going to make some more playoff appearances. Um, how many playoff runs are you going to be making now that you got your boy Aaron Rodgers back, which is obviously a big well, deal for the NFL because all these other moves are now starting to meticulate, which is something I talked about as well. Well, I, I'll say this. He knows what he has in Green Bay with the security, the easy division, the ability to make the playoffs. That's all you can ask for yeah. at first, right? And then yep. once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole new season. You have to win it. And obviously, past few years, ever since he won the Super Bowl a decade ago, um, they've been struggling in that aspect. Yeah. Know, they can make it there and stuff too, but all you can do is give yourself a chance. And st- I think the um, obviously he's a very dramatic guy with all the stuff in the limelight and stuff too. He definitely wants the biggest contract and stuff. It's not official yet. Nothing. Uh, those were... Um, not the official numbers, anything like that. It hasn't been agreed to or anything. Yep. But um, I think he decided to stay with the security. He's been able to pretty much command his way around now the past few years getting things done. So by doing this deal, Green Bay is just going to continue to let him do. And that's the biggest knock on him now that he's being able to pick and choose like what he really wants the team to do and how to draft, stuff like that, who to bring in. It's huge. It's on him. The biggest thing, the last thing he needs is another Super Bowl. That's where everyone always says he's got four MVPs, back-to-back MVP recently. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play. But what keeps him a peg below everyone else in that Hall of Fame is only the one ring. So if he can get that second ring, now we start talking about Aaron Rodgers in a whole different way. Yes, there was the huge gap in between years. Think about Tom Brady, too, in a sense. I mean, completely different people, uh, even different play styles and stuff, too. But there was a long, long period yeah. where we never knew if Tom Brady was going to win another ring, and then he ended up winning four. So, like, things yeah. can happen and stuff, too. Obviously, I'm glad you brought up much. Tom Brady because when you go look at the Super Bowl-winning QBs basically over the past 10 years, Eli Manning in 2011, where his percentage of the cap hit was 11.6. Yep. You go look at some of these guys. Joe Flacco, 6.6. Russell Wilson in 2013 on his rookie deal, 0.5. Tom Brady, um, a couple times, 10.6, 8.6, 12.3 with his championship with the Bucks. Matt Stafford last year, even in the trade, 10.7, um, 2.4 with Mahomes when he won his on his rookie deal, 0.9 for Nick Foles on his magical run with the Eagles, it, yeah. 6.6 for Joe Flacco. The point you is, you don't. Point. It's not you don't pay your quarterback million 75 million a year like the cowboys and win super bowls exactly you see what the cowboys are doing now releasing amari cooper releasing demarcus lawrence uh regretting having to pay ezekiel Elliott because you had to go play dak prescott and by the way is dak prescott worth that much money where he's going to get you to a super bowl like i.e russell wilson we're talking about matthew Mm -hmm. stafford tom brady no no so to me that that's not the recipe for success paying your quarterback 75 million 50 million a year. 
No, so if I you're agree. Aaron Rodgers, when you look around and you're looking at, oh, Devontae Adams just got franchise tag. Oh, all these teams losing some of their pieces because they decided to pay their quarterback high-end money early, on time, anytime. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're trying to win another Super Bowl, yeah. wouldn't you want to take the exactly. hometown discount, try and get some yeah. more guys to come? Green Bay, already a tough free agency spot yep. to try and make that run? Mm-hmm. No. Aaron Rodgers is all about himself. Aaron Rodgers is all about making that money, uh, making these wild takes, getting in the line line on the Pat McAfee show. And to me, it's just dumb. It's just dumb because we can talk about the greatness of Tom Brady and the greatness of Aaron Rodgers in respects to throwing the fall. The difference mm-hmm. in the two is pretty clear where this dude Aaron Rodgers doesn't really want to win selfish, at all costs. He's supposed to selfless. Yeah. And, uh, and to me, I, I it's actually, been my knock on uh, guys in sports. James Harden's of the world. Things like that. And, no. I, and that's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it. It, it's, you you might win the, the NFC North with, with Aaron Rodgers paying $50 million a year to have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. But, are you but you're not going to make a deep deep I, run. Yeah, unless you nail your drafts and stuff too. Um, I'm actually happy you brought that up because I think that's like one of the best things you've ever said about Tom Brady and you can respect it. Is like, yes, you know, you can hate him for all these reasons and stuff and I get that. But... The fact that he continually, constantly took pay cuts to bring in better players so we could have a better team around him, like, that's an ultimate team move. You love when guys take hometown discounts. That's one thing I'm hoping, you know, I've seen some reports and stuff, too. Yeah. Maybe Vaughn will take a hometown discount to come back and stuff, too. I hope he certainly gets a good amount of money, but if he takes a discount to come, it's awesome. So that's a huge factor. It's a team game, and you bring up a really good point. That is a good thing, too, because uh, or that you brought it up, because Russell Wilson, just going back to him real quick, I think he's got two more years left on his deal, so they're going to have to work out an extension for him. Obviously, he's going to want to get paid, but you bring up an interesting point with all those numbers. Um, How much can you pay a quarterback and pay everyone else? It's very tough. He won on his rookie deal. You look at Joe Burrow, they're able to get some great pieces around him because he's on a rookie deal, Pat Mahomes, um, and now obviously they're paying him $500 million, but all of these things have like... um, you know, repercussions and consequences and stuff too. If you have a guy where you're paying so much money at the quarterback position, you just kind of thin out the other positions because you can't get the best available guys unless you're able to draft them. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens in all fronts. I mean, that's a big thing I did want to bring up with the Packers too. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is going back. We don't know if he's signing this mega deal or whatnot. We're going to hear eventually, but Jair Alexander is up for a contract. He's been ball in the past few years. You look at the um, the Smith boys, Preston and Zadarius. They're both up for contracts. They've been ball in the past few years. So like guys are going to get paid when you play well and you win and you make the playoffs, even if you don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, guys get paid from that. And if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're going to take a $50 million deal when you already don't have much cap space and they're trying to restructure everything, I do agree with you where it's like, you know, is this about you winning Super Bowls, or is this about you making money and being Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you and know? I mean, you got to pay some of your yeah, players, man. Of I saw Mike Williams landed a three-year, $60 million deal mm-hmm. yesterday with the Chargers. Like he's, he's had a great is, season, yeah, and, and Herbert obviously needs weapons, so obviously Herbert's still on that contract. You need to be able to pay your players. Mm-hmm. Um, but your franchise tag guy like Devontae Adams, we'll see how that kind of plays out, and if he's able to get his deal done with the team now that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to get this deal. You can talk about it being false, categorically false, fake news. Bro, he's getting that type of deal, or he's not going back to Green Bay. So when the deal actually, terms of the deal come out, we can come back here, flip on the pot. It is it's basically what I'm just saying. He's getting more money, in my opinion, even though he's a really great player than he probably should, considering he's 7-9 in his last 16 playoff games and 1-4 and in NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Chris Godwin getting the franchise tag. Dalton Schultz the getting the franchise row, tag. So. Godwin. 
other guys getting named on the franchise tag that are, I think, interesting moves for teams that are obviously have something to prove, obviously, when the season starts this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And that basically highlights all the NFL news that happened in the past 36 hours now, um, which is obviously a lot. Um, and it's been a lot to take in and a lot to talk about. And we'll wait and see how these things kind of play out. Obviously, the NFL draft kind of um, inching closer, and we're waiting to kind of hear more moves and all the things that will kind of obviously filter and take place this NFL offseason to get to a new season. Um, But until then, for me, it's hoops, obviously. Uh, College hoops, March Madness is already this Sunday, which I thought I knew, but guess I didn't know. Um, You got conference championships this week, uh, Big East tournament, all conference tournaments, um, all the odds out on who's – Got the best shot to win the national championship, and it's deep. Um, I think it's going to be a very difficult time to fill out brackets. Um, I don't know how closely everyone's been following. I've been watching more college basketball than I think Rich, than I think yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But I still doesn't think make me feel like I know enough Anything, to, yeah. to nail in this uh, March Madness bracket, which I am excited to get. The second inaugural Seggy Station Bracket Challenge yes, going after last season. Um, shout out to my old college roommate, Austin Markham, for winning the first inaugural Seggy Station shout Challenge Bracket. Um, I'll get that hopefully up and firing by Monday. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to pod Monday because I'll be busy, but I'm going to be working on the getting the link out. We'll so I'll be sending yeah. that out to everybody so everyone can get their bracket filled out. Because <laughs> I guess it's a quick turnaround, right? Sunday to Thursday. I mean, it's quick. It's yeah, like, damn, quick. if you're doing yeah. these bracket challenges, you got to yeah, get these things out quick, quick and you got to be like advising, advising people a bunch and promoting it, which is tough. I haven't been doing that as much for the podcast. Um, you know, so I'll have to reach back out and see if people want to do that. And I'll try and get the link out. I don't even know how to do How Can I get the link out for people can just click on it? Or do I have to individually email it to people? That's another thing that was annoying to have to do last year. Like, um, can I just put up, like, on to, my Instagram? You might Instagram? be able to copy the hyperlink and then put it in there and people might be able to click on it. So yeah, that's just shit I need to figure out. Because hmm? that's it's another thing, too. Out. I kind of, like, tapped out yeah. on where I'm at. Where yep. I'm just like, yep, like, I'm just going to flip on these mics and do what I do. Yep, Which is it. also my point about uh, Rogers that I left out and need to bring up before we talk any MLB lockout and funny stuff before we go for the day. Uh, and hoops, because I love hoops. And Kyrie had 50 last night um, on yeah. 19 shots. Dude, he had a 101.3 um, true yeah, shooting incredible. percentage or something. It was the best shooting All this percentage shit ever. You talk about Kyrie, he's yeah. in the lineup like that, doing that. Um, yeah, for, pretty good for a Ja, 24-8-8, eight eight, really quiet, 24-8-8, uh, which is the yeah, most electrifying man in sports. Uh, A-Rod? Um, it's kind of how I feel about... My situation, your situation with Lobby Landing, like, you get to a point where you're comfortable with not only the people you're around, but the environment you're in, and not really wanting to... Step outside your comfort zone. Not even that, but just, like, experience that change Mm -hmm. because it's the unknown. Exactly, the fear of the unknown. Listen, so... Not only does that provide more pressure if you're an athlete, it provides more pressure if you're a human being. Like, if you are working at a place for five years, six years, been out of college, you know that paycheck's going to come through every week, every two weeks. You know everybody there. You know that you love your you boss, your connect, day, whatever yeah. it is. You're just content until you realize that six years of your life have gone by 
and then you start realizing maybe you're not as happy as you once thought, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it happens to these athletes all the time. Say, well, you said it's happening to us. They're human beings too, and that's so a good point. my point to this factor is: Did Aaron Rodgers make a mistake in that regard? Because I've, as much as I loved where I was at, and a lot of the people, and a lot of the situations that I found myself in, I sometimes say I was there two years too long. Yeah. And in that regard, you can't. You Erase un- what you the decisions yeah. you made, yeah, you but you can build on the decisions you made. Mm-hmm. And my only thing here is, sometimes I feel like people slip into that trap. Not only the Green Bay Packers organization, Aaron Rodgers, but human beings in general. Where, yeah, dude, a lot of these fears that I had for the unknown of wanting to go to a new job or wanting to maybe do something new because I really wasn't really happy where I was at, were things that... Kept me where I was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Without breaking the habit and, and so, the routine. It just, it's just it interesting when yeah. you see these James Harden things that I crap on all the time for him performing like that. When you see the Ben Simmons situation, I think the Russell Wilson situation leaked into this as well, this mm-hmm. conversation as well. It's it, regardless of, you know, we'd say this all the time. You got to do things that make you happy. You got to have passion. You got to do all these great things. It, a lot of that stuff sometimes comes from needing some change and needing to kind of go out, like you said, outside that comfort box. And that happiness and passion that can be created if you decide to do that. Um, I think that's that's going to be one of the interesting telling things to how this plays out for Aaron Rodgers, for sure, with him being in the headlines for all the things he's been in. Um, with how things are kind of going on right now, dude, which to me – like I was talking about with you the other day, just still wild to me. Um, you know, it's I talk to people all the time. I talk, I've seen people now. Everyone's got a podcast. Uh, CTPGA has a podcast talking about the MLB lockout. Everyone, everyone's talking about something going on, and it has some type of feeling about something. And it's where are you at in the safest place? And some people want to stay there, and some people want to go. And I think that's just just so interesting with how these deals and moves these human elements are brought into these never mind the fact that ah, obviously it's about getting the bag yeah as a fan too obviously you kind of forget the human element of it um and that's why obviously the other day i was a little sentimental towards ben simmons even though i've been tough on him in the past and stuff too you don't know what's going through people's minds and stuff i completely agree sometimes um you know, you look at where you've been and stuff too, and you realize, okay, I need to make a change, which best for my career. Or sometimes, maybe in the Aaron Rodgers situation, he's like, man, maybe he's thinking, you know, I haven't handled it well recently and stuff too, but maybe this is the best place for me. Um, he's also always done things different um, to you know, the drum of a different beat. Um, I'm sure he's seeing all these guys leaving and stuff too, going to teams and winning. I'm wondering maybe if in the back of his mind, he said, I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm different. I'm going to stay here after all this and maybe try to win one here and stuff too because I think it would be a lot more meaningful if I did that with these, you know, if Tom Brady yeah. didn't do it and uh, Matthew Stafford, puts, maybe he does it, but it puts it into perspective a little bit and you never know what's going through people's minds and stuff too. Um, I'm sure that familiarity and that comfort of where he's been for 18 years is huge. So we'll see. They've been on the, they've been knocking on the door for so many years that uh, he's going to get back to another Super Bowl. I think in Green Bay. I don't know if he wins another one, but if he gets there, chances are he's probably the best player on the field. All right. We'll see if that take holds uh, true for you. Um, 
you know, we'll talk we'll talk a little MLB lockout before we go. But before we do that, I just got to just say, just real quick. I know I brought it up a little bit in the pod on Monday as well. But, um, of course, right after uh, we talked a little bit Lakers, a little bit Russ, a little bit LeBron. LeBron sits out, right? He's eating popcorn on the sidelines. Uh, sore knee. Uh, Lakers are playing the Spurs. And the Lakers lose the game. Uh, Russ afterwards with another gem of a post-game interview. Um, you know, this is where this is where it's just so tough for me. Because Russ just keeps digging this hole for guys like me where it's like, bro, what are you doing? How am I going to climb out of this? How can mm-hmm. I keep defending you on this? I kind of get what Russ is saying with this. Like, bro, like stop disrespecting and shaming my name. But at the same time, bro, if you were playing better, no one was calling you Westbrook when you were shooting like shit. This dude's been shooting like shit his whole career. I've been a Westbrook fan since he's been on OKC, since he was at UCLA. You know what he can't do? Shoot. You know what I didn't think he was going to be able to do on the Lakers? Shoot. So the fact that this is happening to him is just sad to me because I didn't expect him to be able to make shots. I didn't expect people to think he would be able to make shots, but that for some reason they do because he's now on the Lakers with LeBron in this super team. It's like, damn, bro, did you not think this was going to happen to you? Did you not think people were going to be mad if, if things didn't work out and start saying Westbrook and start shaving, Westbrook and all this shit? And, yeah, of course I don't want to hear that as a, as a dire fan of Russell Westbrook, but I think he deserves it because, damn, he some of the shit that he's doing on the court, it is tough to defend people chanting your name in opposing arenas, Westbrook. That's what fans do, bro. They ain't saying anything derogatory, anything racial, anything uh, disrespectful that I've had to come on here and defend you before these other antics you've been in on the sidelines in away arenas. But at this point, this is tough to defend, bro. And my pushback to this would be, even your own teammate like LeBron James, think about his kids. Think about the shit he's had to listen to. LeGM, LeBrick, LeBrick from the free throw line. All the same shit. Hey, Bronny James. So so don't pull that card, Russ. Don't try and act like you're the victim here and that everybody, you can't bring your kids into the arena and your wife's got to defend you on Twitter. It's like, bro, look, you either need to play better at this point or you need to retire. And that's just where I'm at. And I'm a diehard Russ guy. I am a diehard Russ guy. But this shit is tough to defend at this point. Extremely tough to defend at this point. And I love this man. But you got to... You need to have a little bit more self-awareness, my guy. Like, there are guys out here that are diehards of you, that are listening to this shit, and I'm I'm just like, bro, are you kidding me with this? Because it just give guys that are haters of you so much more ammunition. Just like me, Tom Brady hater, always loves some of the ammunition yep. when I can get yep. it. That's what guys that. want. Yep. So can you stop giving them more? Because it hurts guys like me. It hurts guys like hard me. hard to defend you. You know, I hear and, and point. this whole thing with the LeBron, everything with the Lakers is kind of wild at this point. But it is interesting to me because if LeBron shuts it down or misses some games, which I mean, missing up, Lakers aren't making the play-in. No, they're, they're very close to falling out of the play-in. So my question when you guys were bringing this up, and I was typing a bunch in the chat and deleting, and typing a bunch in the chat and deleting, I had question dash, and I'm like, how do I even want to say this? If LeBron shuts it down or has to miss a few games. Or whatever it is, and Anthony Davis ain't back for a couple weeks. I mean, if the Lakers make the play in, let's just be real here. It's gonna be because of Russell Westbrook. 
It's going to have to be. It's going to have to be. Well, that would be poetic justice. So it's just going to be. I just want to say. Hopefully. The only way that we see this team in the play-in or any chance of Anthony Davis getting back on the court and LeBron having a playoff run is if Russell Westbrook can get them to the play-in. Because LeBron's got a sore knee. Anthony Davis has been hurt six times this season. So just saying. Just saying. So all these Lakers guys... That want to come in and hate on my guy nonstop. Bro, all this impossible he's going to be there next year. All this toxicity between him and the coach and the organization and the fan base. Bro, you're going to need this guy. You're going to need this guy if anything is going to happen this season. And yeah, I know a lot of people are saying this season's toast. And that's tough for a guy like me. And it's very close. It's very close to that. On the precipice. Um... But I refuse to believe that that's where it's at. I, I think the Lakers still make the plan, even though I love what the Pels are doing. I don't know where they're going to be at, but I still think I don't think they fall out of the plan. And and if they did, oh uh, man, that's going to be tough for Russ uh, going forward, uh, regardless of what team he finds himself on. And that funny video that I yeah, <laughs> like Colin Coherd's blasting on his podcast channel. It's like he's pretty prominent and gets a lot of viewers. So it's like you know a lot of these people are seeing this stuff. That's just the era we live in. This is the era we live in, dude. If you're going to put stuff, you're going to be in a public uh, profession, you're going to do podcasting, you're going to do public platforms, you're going to put yourself out there for criticism. That's just what it is. And at this point, dude, Russ, Russ is struggling with that, and that's sad to see. That's sad to see, and I, and I, I don't know, I don't even know how to defend this stuff anymore. Because um, it's the same for all athletes, man. I mean, Steph Curry is going through the biggest slump of his career right now. Um, you don't think people are yelling stuff at, at him in posing arenas? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just that's sports, dude. What the fuck? Like, I, I go to games. I'm going to be going to that game with you guys, probably rooting against the Knicks. <laughs> Screaming shit at, you know? I mean, that's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, they're in their home arena. I mean, that's what sports is. I, I Man, I just hope Russ can play better, dude. And it's not even going to be... It, for me, it's not even going to be shooting because I know he can't shoot. It's just he's missing a ton at the rim. He's he's looking he's looking like how I felt about Russell Wilson and James Harden where it's just like you just don't want to be there. And it's yeah, just and sad. Ben Simmons, yeah, like you missing layups. Like you don't you don't want to be there. And, and if you don't want to be in a place, regardless if it's your team, your workplace, your home... Uh, you should probably think about trying to change that because, trust me, it helps. Mm-hmm. It helps. Yep. And I think that's where we're at. I don't know where Russ is going to be able to go. Um, you know, I see these fun. Like, where is he going to go, bro? Russ on the Magic? Like, okay, I get to see Russ play. I was talking about this with, with Rich. Like, I don't want to see Russ on the Magic. <laughs> I love the Thunder, bro. They're terrible. I don't think we're making the play-in tournament for the next five years. <laughs> but I don't want to see Russ on the Thunder either. I don't wanna really want to see that. I don't want to see him on a team that's not in the play-in tournament. Um, that's some of my pushback on, well, Russ has never been a winner. Well, Russ did have the Wizards in the play-in tournament last year on a late push solely because of Russ's play, in my opinion. Wizards aren't in the play-in this year with a lot of these young pieces. I know Bradley Beal's out, but Russ has had some teams in the playoffs, had some teams making some runs, and been a part of teams that have been in the playoffs. So I don't want to hear any of that. Um, I know he doesn't have any championships. Um, and he was trying to get one this year, and it's just not turned out that way, and that's just been tough and sad to see. Yeah, it is tough to see, but hopefully, like you said, maybe and it's, this, is tough, too. this is tough for Levy too. This is tough for Levy too, because 
regardless of how you f- feel about Levy and how you feel about today's NBA against old NBA, um, seasons like this are not good for guys like LeBron James who are in uh, the GOAT conversation, in my opinion, um, even with the, all the incredible things he's doing. Um, all right, I got a couple little things for baseball I do want to dive into. Yeah, and then um, we'll be out. Yep. I got a fun one to start off. On this day, nine years ago in the World Baseball Classic, my dude, David Wright, hit a go-ahead grand slam against Italy to give the Mets a win. In that tournament, he hit 438 and had 10 RBIs, earning him the nickname Captain America. Yeah. Also, fun other shout-out, in the 2009 World Baseball Classic, he also had a walk-off single to propel them to the semifinals, which was pretty awesome. He always played great on the big stage. And then as far as the MLBPA, MLB, I have a couple. I have a shout out. In. Oh, I have a shout out, yeah. and then you can talk about the lockout. Uh, basically, college baseball is the only thing you can watch right now. Yeah. Uh, I saw it was Texas. I think against Texas LSU? State maybe last night or Texas oh, last Tech night. or okay, something. I wasn't watching last night. Um, this was great to see. Uh, they're what they're calling the save wave. You're gonna have to go check this out. Dude gets a nasty save last night, and then was just waving off into. It was incredible. Oh, it wow. was incredible. Let's the whole go. the whole bench was going nuts, and I was like, "Damn, this is something Chewy needs to see." It would get oh, his I'll juices have to check flowing. Because sure that's the type of stuff they don't allow in the MLB. I feel like, right? The whole thing with the bat flips, right? And then, no, it's trending it's more. Towards trending that. more towards it's allowing that there, yeah. and allowing more of this show your personality, which is what I like. But damn, that was, I'm surprised. Like that, that in the MLB would have caused a brawl. Trust me. You go watch this video of the podcast. Some dude does that after a save in the MLB. Other benches coming out, and there's a brawl in the MLB. I'm I'm on that. So all I'm trying to say is that shouldn't happen, and we should be allowing these players to do shit like this. Save waves. Save, save waves, waves, Jim. Oh, here we go. Record the save and wave goodbye. It's pretty incredible. I'm telling you. That oh, that's ignorant. That would have oh, caused a brawl. Sick. That would have oh, caused a brawl. Sick. But that is so sick. That is That's sick. what baseball needs yeah. right there. Yeah, a little juice. You, young viewership wants to see that. They don't want to see the umpires checking the pitchers well, when they come off respect. the mound. Just what saying, I, what, with all due respect. I just want to say, too, because, like, I think the game is trending a little bit more towards, we've seen it in the past years, the bat flipping and stuff, too. But with that being said, right, you hit a home run and you show up the pitcher with a bat flip, like, that's all cool and fun. But if the pitcher strikes you out or gets a save like that, he should be able to do what he wants. Agreed. I've seen another pitcher nail a backflip after he gets a save, which is just so ignorant and awesome. So, I love it. I'm all for the juice. I'm all for it. Let's go. With that being said, minor league baseball is coming up in April, so get excited for that. Um, and then as far as... Yard the goats. Is, uh, yard goats. Let's go. Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Um, but yeah, as far as the uh, lockout goes, they actually had great negotiations last night, yesterday, and they're talking through today, which is so funny because it's just so back and forth with everything you hear. But the, the MLB actually uh, budged a little bit and gave a great... Not a great, but they gave a much more uh, comparable offer than what they're doing. So right now, what I my reports that I've seen, I haven't been checking my phone as much throughout this podcast, but what I've seen this morning and stuff is that the MLBPA was going over what they had, and they were going to uh, submit a counter proposal a little bit closer. But it seems that the MLB has given up some, so if the players can give up some too, we're a little bit closer than we we're the closest we've been to actually getting a deal done. There's yeah. still some. Um, Things we got to leap over and whatnot. No deal last night had some games canceled, but I think the moral No, 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 they didn't actually cancel because the talks were going so well and stuff. They're extending it through today to try to figure it out. 
So it's obviously if it doesn't work today, then they're going to cancel more games and stuff too. But it's at a point. These too, hard deadlines. The reason, why, the reason why they're trying to get these it hard right deadlines now, with like got, canceling games yeah. is let's just well, try and get is, the deal done. Yeah, but this is the big thing right now because we know what they're arguing over and all that stuff right now. If they actually get to the point where they start canceling games, then you open up a whole nother can of worms with this because all of a sudden service time, what the guys are getting paid, that all factors into it. And that becomes a much bigger, harder discussion that neither side wants because that will truly make it like almost lock out the whole season, which no side, neither side wants. They want to come to an agreement and stuff too, but they're you both know, just being so You know scared. how I felt about the MLB yeah, lockout, but, really, but, and how I felt how it's going to go? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how I'm feeling right now. This is genuinely how I'm feeling right now. And I know you came in yesterday and, and said and two days ago. I, I you were like, yeah. "This is not. This is gonna be a minute." No, and, I'm still, and I told I'm you, I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be June, match, right?" Yeah. I'm like, "This is yeah. gonna be a long time." That's how I was feeling. I was seeing a lot of reports. I'm like, "This, they're not getting anything done, bro." And they can say they're getting closer and then whatever. Like, all right, this is where I feel right now. This is generally how I feel right now. There's so many people, and I I kind of blasted this in a little bit that are talking about this that I feel like aren't even baseball fans, um, which I think is generally decent buzz like right if you're if people are just like oh even though they don't care or know anything about it or like oh man the mlb is in a lockout because they see it on the news or whatever it's like okay yeah that could be could be considered a negative thing but also i think it could be considered a positive thing if you try and flip it this way we just talked about all these great things and also a bad thing with calvin ridley and other things that have happened that have been good and bad both all over the place here on the podcast over the past couple weeks um so many things out, bro. There's so many things happening, not only in the world, uh, not only in politics, but in sports. And I think MLB would just be so, so, just, I don't even know, just dumb, I guess, is the, this is the just dumb to just be let this lockout continue. Yeah, like, yeah, there's so much I going agree, on, man. bro. It's like, we cannot be like in june like all right yeah baseball is back no one's gonna give a fuck then bro I agree. like it's so right now right it's now so like even though this has been in guys like me be like oh this is so bad for the like bro if you came out tomorrow or tonight and said like okay the lockout's over like that would make me feel good yeah I, that would genuinely make me yeah. feel good i'm not really a fan of baseball mm-hmm. but i would be happy that like it's over and that like i could watch it and that you but you big baseball fan mm-hmm. have it would be guessed. right yeah. Yeah. like so like that's where i'm at mm-hmm. i'm like and that's where i get sad because it's like what what are they missing here with mm-hmm. a war going on <laughs> with a global pandemic where you just had to lose half your season twice like what are you doing how are you in a lockout right now and, and with john morant taking over the nba and russell wilson getting traded in the nfl and Whatever it is, like you know what I'm saying, and hockey playoffs about to start. It's it's all these things. Yeah, it's they just be stupid to to be fighting over twenty million. I agree, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's. uh, I agree with you. It would be stupid, and it's so detrimental for the game. Like everyone knows who constantly listens to this, how big I am into baseball. Like this would be so horrible for the game. Like even me as a true baseball love, like it would. Like, kind of stab me in the heart a little bit and make me have a little less love if we had a lockout over this. I do want to say a tweet from the guy who's been the most consistent reporter following um, the MLB lockout. MLB official says the Players Association requested to speak to its board again early tomorrow before coming back with a proposal, and the PA will be getting back to MLB tomorrow morning. So to be clear, MLB is not canceling games at this moment right now. Everything I'm reading right now is like before it was, and I said this to you on the or, no, I was talking to Richard on the pod last night. 
So what it's been this whole time is really just butting heads, shouting at each other, no good negotiations and stuff. At least right now, we're actually seeing some civil talks and trying to get something done. So hopefully they can, like you said, if we could wake up and then find out that it actually is back on or something, it would be huge. It would be fun. Uh, obviously, with all the things going on in the world, it's a huge game. Um, you know, it, they need it back. They can't They can't screw themselves any more than they have in the past with all these other sports becoming so big and so global and them taking a step on the back burner. It's just horrible for the game. Yeah. And then also, I do want to say, because they're talking about expanding playoffs to 14 teams and stuff too. Uh, I think they're going to stick at 12, which is the most I would ever want to go. Oh, almost half the team in the playoffs. This is the first time you'll ever hear me say this, Seg. If they're letting 14 teams into the playoffs, what the hell is the point of playing so many games? None. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I agree zero. with you on that. I know how you felt about that. So if you're allowing so many teams in the game, what's the point of playing so many games? But that's the problem, too, because baseball is such, such a historical game. It's been around for so long, and it's such a numbers game. And I know, like, dude, baseball, whether you believe it or not, they just have historic numbers, right? Number 61, number 73, 3,000 hits, 300 Yeah, that's fine. Like I was looking things, up some know? of the viewerships so on uh, the World Series with a baseball guy yesterday. It's higher than I mm-hmm. would have figured. Um, and I don't know. I guess my whole thing with with that the is The problem like, is until the playoffs, it's so regional. I think baseball like, would be better if they did some things too, yeah. like that, dude. I really do. They did I just... think they could, re- you know, and as much as you probably wouldn't like it and the traditionalists wouldn't like it as this whole historic fucking sport, bro, a pitch clock would not be a bad idea. Like, no, 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 more no. teams in the playoffs would not be a bad idea. Like, less games, to me, would not be a bad idea. And I get, like, yeah, it'll probably hurt your traditionalist and mm. you as the baseball guy but if it makes your sport better for all and for the going forward in the future why would you not want to do that like i get trying to preserve the history but when we talk about the history of your sport to me that's fucked up too yeah. we well, don't need well, to get into that again yeah, yeah. no so I know. But, like um, let's just be real here like what are we trying to preserve dudes yeah. that aren't allowed into your hall of fame that i've already had a fucking gripe on that should be like where are we at, bro? Where no, are we know, at? I'm saying as the fan, and you stop. You understand? Do you at least understand me with some of this shit, though? No, absolutely. And I want to dive into like, some of this stuff too. So, like, some of the things they've recommended. Pitching has become so dominant in today's game with the shift in the game. And I'm going to say this again. I've said it so many times on this podcast. Don't ban the shift completely, but set a rule where you must have two defenders on each side of second base. So you can do marginal shifts and stuff like that, but you can't have your third baseman playing right field like Manny Machado. Uh, that's ridiculous. Don't allow guys to step out onto the grass and play like a fourth outfielder and stuff too. Bigger bases, I think that's very exciting because you know what that has the potential to do, Seg, that uh, maybe you didn't realize? To bring the stolen base back. If you add a few inches to each base, stealing second base, it gives guys more opportunity to get their hand in, get around a tag, stuff like that. Add a little more excitement, a little more energy. We want balls in play. That's the biggest problem with baseball recently. That's why a lot of people don't like watching so many games and stuff is because there's these pitchers duels where it's only home runs walks and strikeouts that gets boring to watch even for me as like a huge fan i'll still watch it and like enjoy it in its own aspect but i completely agree that games are much more fun when guys are putting the ball in play they're running around trying to make plays you know good defensive plays and stuff too i think a big thing that we will see with the shift potentially being banned is a lot more great defensive plays um you're going to see a lot more um it's going to be a lot more surprising when middle infielders are laying out making these sick plays and it's going to be awesome i really think that uh, also, the pitch clock, as far as it goes, I think they tried it, or I know for a fact they tried it in the minor leagues, and it was pretty successful, so 
I guess you could give it a shot. Pitching has become so dominant with the technology, it's so much more advanced than hitting, that these things are trying to help even it out and make the game a little bit more even. Um, as far as the teams in the playoffs go, that this is just how I feel. If you're allowing half the teams in the playoffs, you don't need to play as many games, but it would suck from a traditionalist standpoint because baseball is all about Can we just get away from that too. bullshit traditionalist standpoint? Like, bro, the NBA How many fucking... games do you think they should play? I guess there's a better question I should ask. I think that if you cut off... I think if you cut off, you, I would, mine would be too, mine would be too little for you. So I could, I could meet in the middle at like, even if you only paid like 120, that's better to me. Okay. Like okay. 162 is just so much to me, bro. Like the 82 game NBA season, think, which I watch all yeah. of is a little long for me. Like I'm trying to watch playoffs. I don't want basketball to end. Like. College f- NFL flies yeah. by, bro. Oh, I got, I kind of got a good. Uh, college basketball yeah, I, is a quick season. Yeah. So college football, quick season. These seasons are all quick. Yeah, NBA. All, most of these seasons are quick. The NBA is a longer season, I mean, and still NFL to me goes too, by pretty quick. Because it's weekly games, but it does go by quick because they're only weekly games as opposed to playing every night or almost every night. Uh, but here's where I'm at too, though, because the, it used to be you played 154 or 162. Riddle me this, because I know it's the play. whole thing is, oh, we need to play every night. Would your sport not be better if you didn't play every night? It, would it? Would, no, would, no, you, you want to play <laughs> majority of nights. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe like taking a month off the season if you're allowing as many teams in. I think like you still. What I'm saying like is, rather than six games a week, is is, is four is four two little games a week? Does it not make your yeah. players fresher? Uh, pitchers available. Uh, game more practice time. Something. Well, I mean, what. What is it? No, because you want to be playing live more than just taking BP cuts and stuff, too. I do understand. I think four is a little too little. I mean, they play six now, maybe five. I don't know. It, it could be that if you went to, like, four, you would keep the season the same length. Or if you could just, like, take an extra month off the season or something like that. I don't know. But it all if they allowed that many teams in, I agree with you. Like, maybe play, like, 130 games or something. Yeah, like I think the amount of times that we've been off, in yeah. talking about a baseball season and a dude, star player, gets injured, and since you're playing six games a week for every day, I mean, it's like, all right, if your star player is injured and out for two months, like, your team's probably going to get hurt from that. If you're they playing are, also, if you're playing a limited, limited more games, hopefully not as hurt as much. I mean, just things but, like but that, also, to me, to, to help your advocate, sport. Help no, your sport. I feel you, but to play devil's advocate, right? Acuna blew out his knee, and the Braves still won the World Series because they went out and they got three solid outfielders who ended up just having unbelievable runs with the Braves. You had Jock Peterson hitting huge home runs in the playoffs. <coughs> you had Eddie Rosario winning World Series, or, or, sorry, NLCS MVP. You had Jorge Soler hitting the game-winning home run winning World Series MVP. None of these guys were on the team before he got hurt. That's the and that's the thing about baseball I think is a little bit different than some of these other sports. I think a pitcher injury is way worse as opposed to like a position player injury because we've seen it in baseball, you've played baseball, you can get hot for weeks at a time. You could just be so locked in, you're hitting you're hitting like freaking Barry Bonds for a couple weeks. But yep. if you lose some dominant pitching like when the Mets lost to Grom, that really screwed them because one, he is so great, yeah. like we've talked about, an uh, unbelievable player. But two, pitching is so much harder to get amazing pitching, I feel like, as opposed to hitting, even though pitching's so dominant right now. So I do hear you on that. Um, I don't know if they if they expanded to that many, I wouldn't be opposed to like cutting it back to one thirty. But I think like anything more than that, that's where I would really kind of put my foot down because it is the game. It's the long game. You play for this, you know. 
through multiple seasons and stuff too. Uh, it's spring, the long summer, game. Fall. I don't know. I just anything less than that, like even the COVID season, it was nice to have baseball. And like sixty is obviously way too yeah. short. But it's just, I mean, it's, even it's the COVID enough, season, yeah. even the season right now, that opening day isn't expected to start on time. It's like, all right, dude. Like it, we've been dealing with these shorter seasons. I don't hear anybody complaining about the seasons being shorter when playoff baseball comes around and people are viewing it. I, like, like the viewership is coming from that, bro. Playoffs. Well, that's that's where thing, people that's are looking at the viewership, the, the money, right? Yeah, How many yeah, people are watching yeah. the Super Bowl? How many people are watching the NBA Finals? How many people are watching the World Series? Mm-hmm. That's really what it's coming down to, bro. Yeah. Who's watching your sport when it's championship level time? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's. The problem is, by the time that comes around, I'm already like, damn, football's on. I'm already like, damn, all right, NBA starts in a month. Like, yeah, I get maybe not changing where uh, where it's at might not change that. But if, if it was getting to that a little bit faster, I think that just helps. I don't know. That's just no, the way I, I feel about it. No, I understand that completely, for sure. I totally get everything you're saying. And, like, and I, I don't think, and I don't I, think, I feel, and though, I don't think it. If you take some games away, it's, oh, man, bro, we're losing the history and the the traditionalism of the sport. It's like, nah, that's just some old head bullshit that it's like, bro, we're, we need to get away from that. We, You know what's interesting? It's though, like too? the same taunting penalty in the NFL yeah, right? that came back, and there was like 61 of those I saw this past year called, and the NFL was like, yep, all of them were good except five. Really? Really? All of them were good except five? I can, I can name ten right now that, that I can – distinctly remember that it was like really bro that's why we're throwing a flag yeah and then they didn't throw one when tyreek hill threw up the peace sign yet again <laughs> running past the bills in that playoff game <laughs> which is why it was created yeah. also i want to leave you can with you one j- thing. can you just you with one thing. put that into perspective for a second isn't that shit wild to me <laughs> i don't give a fuck about the taunting penalty it's so dumb and they isn't it get rid shit of it just so year. dumb oh it's stupid yeah but as far as baseball goes and stuff too <laughs> You've never really seen a team except for lockout or a sport except for like lockouts and stuff ever cut their season back because it'll take from revenue and stuff. So I think that's an interesting pa- factor in it. But like there are there are positives and negatives to both sides. I see, and I see both of them really both sides. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Honestly, I think the whole thing. You hear me on this for sure. And like I know you think there are too many games as is, but with if you're allowing X amount of playoff teams in, there's no reason to be playing so many freaking games in the regular season. And it would be weird to see it drop back because it's all we've ever known and stuff too. But, you know, things change. So we'd have to take it from there. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a report is if a deal does possibly get done, opening day would be April 6th or 7th. Nice. That's good news to hear for you and for anybody that wants to watch any baseball. I would watch opening day whenever it's going to be announced. Opening day is always one of the yeah, most it's great. fun days. I've been watching it last couple seasons since I've been uh, doing the podcast to be able to bring in the limelight yeah, of the fan. actual passion of the, the sport. Um, no, I'm rooting for the MLB to get a deal done, dude. I really am. It's It would be, I think, even if it's not, I think it'd be tragic not to not to get a deal sport. done. Like, it'd be it tragic to not get a deal sport, done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep harping on the fact, dude, that... <laughs> Brittany Griner's location is still unknown. Yeah. And, yeah, I know we can get into the whole fact that she, or anybody probably bringing that type of stuff to an airport is probably not a smart idea, never mind another country's airport. Um, But it's not like she hadn't been there before. Like, she had been playing there 
She plays there in the off season. I think they said for like six years. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's all their rules. And, I get that, yeah. but it's just like, okay, so like all of a sudden now she slipped up. Like that to me doesn't add up. And then for all the things that are shaking out right now, obviously it's the way I'm saying with it is like, damn, this is like the worst timing to get clipped with a fucking cannabis oil thing at a Russian airport. I mean, I know it's kind of a joke, but not. But at the same time, it's like. Dude, this is... I saw this take, bro, and I genuinely believe this coming off of International Women's Day. Like, bro, if, if LeBron... and You can take it away from LeBron, James. If if Russell Westbrook got detained in, in Russia right now, we'd be sending people to get him home. Yeah. If... I just... That's just the way I feel. Like, so... I just don't get what the disconnect is here right now with that. <laughs> like... It is kind of wild to me that she's... A WNBA player, the WNBA is kind of is what it is. I mean, I'm happy that there's a league and that the players are able to play, but they don't make as much money. That's why she's overplaying in Russia. Um, and then you look at some of these things that have kind of transpired because of her career and how they've kind of transpired because of the things she stands for. Um, I think it's I think it's just odd that not a lot of people are talking about how this is kind of a thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I kind of hope that if somebody you knew or I know was detained somewhere, they'd be doing something. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird to me. Professional athlete, in a way. It's also, it's literally the worst time for anything like this to happen with what's going on in Russia, the bad communications between U- U.S. and Russia. Yeah, which it's tough. like... Like, walking on eggs. I get it. It's scary. Up, but it like, you make a great point that it's... Unfo- like, Brittany Gra- Griner is an incredible athlete. Yeah. You know, she's amazing what she's done for women's basketball and stuff, too. But, you know, it's... Unfortunately, it does get kind of brushed under the rug as opposed to if it was an NBA superstar. Yeah, and it's just... That's an, murky to man. me. That's and murky yeah. to me. Yeah. And like, if Angela something, God forbid, happens, got, dude, that's, the other players. Yeah. yeah, that's, I don't know. This is just like how things trickle down into like, where we can talk all these great things. And this to me would just be hard stuff not, to talk about. not the great. Other stuff's fun. This is, not um, fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The gas prices, everything kind of going yeah, on right now. It's scary to me. To it's get, scary to me. To get here. Yeah. Um, all right, brother. All right, my man. Well, great conversation today. Always. Much love for everybody coming through, listening to the conversation. Appreciate all of and support as always. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening. As always, so I no shame what I had to say. Just a man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. Much love to my man Smats for coming through. Shout out to his Broncos. Shout out to them sports. Enjoy them. March Madness coming soon. I'll keep you posted on the details. Until then, we'll see you next time here on the Seg Station. Thanks, Buddy Beans. Deuces. Much love, Buddy Beans. Seg Stations. <laughs>